welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho, fresh back from Europe. Josh, how you doing, man? I mean, it's good, nice to be back and have a nice feast of broccoli for the, you know, for the for dinner. Because oh my, like this, that game was something else. Um, you know, and and starting out, it it feels like the, there's a pattern to how we start out most of these game now, where it's very reserved. It's very, it's you know, we're happy to let these teams take take the bulk load of the possession. Um, for the majority of the game, because I think we still finished what forty nine percent for today's game, something Probably along that line. Probably felt. I mean, it feels like Austin definitely had more of the ball. Yeah, and, you know, because I think they're again, I, it's a very pragmatic approach, right? But one that is, you know, that gets results. You know, and you see again, and I think Dolo is the fastest to uh, fastest to twenty five wins in league history. Mm. Okay. Um, in the non, in the non, uh, in the non, strange PK shootout, in the non shootout um, rule era, that's what it was. In the real football era. Yeah, <laughs> that he is, he's the fastest to 25, 25 wins with his squad. You know, and again, he's he's just doing his thing. You know, like the 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 game model just really suits this team, especially now. Um, you know when you're when you're battling on multiple fronts, it's really hard to continue to go 150 percent and press and do all these different things, and to have a team that's a little bit more pragmatic, you know, and then just plays a little bit smarter suits. I think the veterans, and again, because you have those veterans on the team, the Chiellini's, the Velas, the Ilya Sanchez's, it's going to come far easier to you. You know, and again, mm-hmm. this team shows why they're, you know, why they won the cup. They show why they're a favorite to go to make deep runs in every tournament they're in. Um, you know, and so it's, again, it's it's an it's good to be an LAFC fan, right? Absolutely. Uh, LAFC win three nil over Austin again, repeating the Western Conference final scoreline. Um, here's to many more. Denny Bowanga coming out and dropping a hat trick on them. And all three goals are pretty spectacular. Uh, you have the ball from the outside of the box that kind of spills to his feet and he quickly collects it. Low shot with power off the inside of the post to open it up. Second one is a, is a fantastic volley off of a corner kick, a half cleared corner kick. Um, and then the third is just a finish at the back post off a looping cross from I think it was Palencia that pulled, that played it in at that point. Um just all just great finishes, all three of them. Um he was influential in build up play, great about coming back. And, you know, if if the LAFC were out of options passing, he was more than happy to just pick up the ball and run by people. Um both in the midfield and on and Austin's back line. So uh, incredibly effective today, uh, Denny Boanga. And I don't, it, that's, that's the main storyline here. Josh is just that Denny Boanga took over and there was no stopping that man. If you're Austin. Yeah. I mean, again, it has, it has vibes of 2019 Carlos Vela yet at the same time, you know, we discussed this, 
you know, in, in the, in the pre, in the pre-show here, um, that he's doing it with far less effort than, than, than was required of Carlos. Now I will say he's got a ton around him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. This, this team is far more complete than that 2019 team. Um, you know, and I think in the long run, this team is going to be the most complete team that we've seen in this league for a while. Because again, it's just a perfect balance of young talent, veterans, and superstars, right? Yeah. And, and to strike that balance is, is you know, you gotta, you gotta take your hat off to JT and, and the rest of the front office staff for, for really making it work. Um, but what's just so impressive about what he's doing is, again, it's just you can tell he's just levels above everyone around him. Yeah. Right. It reminds me, you know, I tweeted this earlier today. It reminds me of that run that Salah went on when he broke all the scoring records in the, you know, Mm. and whatnot where he just, you know, he's going to take up some shots. He's like, you know, like, why didn't he pass this one here? Why didn't he do that? But at the same time, because he's scoring at the clip, he is. Shooters got to shoot. Gonna, you're not going to question. No, <laughs> you know, like under normal, you know, like for example, like later in the game, right? You know, I think all of us were kind of shaking our heads at some of the shot selection of that Sifu had, right? Just trying to find yeah. his, his rhythm in his space. But if Buanga takes those same shots, well, it's like heat check, right? Like, yeah, I mean, look at know, where he scored from against Vancouver, yeah. right? He's easily 35 out on that on that goal he scored again against Vancouver, so. Seafood doesn't hit those, so yeah, you know. And the, yeah. but when you're feeling it, you're feeling it, yeah, right. And and he has every reason to continue down this road because again, I think in obviously like the you know the Matt Doyles of the world will have you think that he was you know the next Kevin Cabral, and while you know, and now here we are, and he's what eleven goals so far in like eight games or something stupid yeah. like that, yeah. Well, uh, we all know how we feel about state media and <laughs> whether or not they know ball. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, beyond beyond Boanga's performance, um, a couple others to to highlight here. I thought Buke was effective. I think he's still got to find his step a bit. And, you know, I feel like uh, the the finish just isn't quite there. Uh, Taylor Twelman talked about how he reminds him of Brian Rodriguez. I know there was some talk on LAFC Twitter earlier in the week about that. And I think the comparisons are fair. Uh, very athletic, good on the ball, going to be in the right spot at the right time. You know, is able to play make, but the deci- it's, it's still a bit raw, right? So the decisions as those improve, I think is I think he's going to be just fine. Um, he's already got a goal. I don't remember how long it took for Rodriguez to get a goal, but um, I'm not I'm not worried about him not being effective at all because you see him being effective. It's just a matter of when he gets free for a shot today, he just puts it at the keeper's hands. Yeah, uh, well, I think but, that's but beyond he that, finds. right? It's like when when those same things would happen to a Brian Rodriguez, you saw the sulking, you saw the drop off in play. Yeah, yeah. When when that's happened. To Stipe, you see him repress and try to get yeah. win balls yeah. back and just do everything possible to, to continue to be effective in the game, you know. And again, it it continues to show the reason why he had been rated so highly, you know, 
you know, was he's a mm-hmm. golden boot, fi- uh, golden, golden boy golden finalist boy. last year. Yeah. You know, so again, he's not, he's not chopped liver, but obviously you have to live up to the billing. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think it's that all the, all the, all the tools are there. It's now just a matter of refining, refining mm-hmm. the skill, you know, and unfortunately I think he's, He's he's going to be fortunate to be on a team that's in enough competitions where he's going to have the opportunity to refine in games that matter, right? Because you're going to as you get through this this regular season, he's my guess is he's probably going to start again on Tuesday, right? Probably, yeah. I would assume because I think you're not going to go. I feel like you can't. You're not up three nothing. I doubt you're going to go into a Galaxy game with a rotated squad, no matter how bad Carson is playing right now. It's just, you just don't do it. Right. And so in that, you know, with, with that in mind, you're, you know, you're probably going to play some combination of probably what you saw today again Mm -hmm. to start out. I think you run Boanga right back out. Yeah. Let him, let him continue the hot streak. Yeah. You know, again, sit him at 60. You're at home, right? You're not traveling. You're not on turf. You know, I mean, so if you if you get one goal again against Vancouver, it's pretty much iced, right? Yeah. So if you leave him on for sixty chasing a goal, um, you're mostly set, right? Um, and then if you get a, if you get a second because you bring on Vela and whoever, then that's it. Yeah, and you really just need to get give those guys enough run to be ready heading into next week. Yeah. Right. So I mean, do you see do you see Vancouver putting up three on this team? Not again, like not not because of Vancouver. Vancouver's scored a ton of goals this year. It's this yeah. isn't this isn't to to trash no, them. I've, it's more I like think that LAFC is hard to break down. Yeah. And you're gonna have you're gonna be at home. Keeling is likely gonna start the game again, I would assume. Mm. You know, maybe they go long Mario into that second one it kind of depends on what they want to do i think i think if it were honestly if it's me i probably do i i really liked maldonado and chiellini together i thought maldonado had a quiet and strong performance um quiet in the sense that he didn't put a foot wrong tonight yeah Um, i mean that's it's always what you want from your center back if you don't ever have to hear anything anything in the negative yeah yeah you know he doesn't i mean mean, look at look at Mario and, and Long, they handled Vancouver last week. Mario yeah. had a bad giveaway, had to recover, right? So, I mean, there, there's issues there with those two, of course. Uh, I think I think Maldonado might be a better passer than Mario. I don't know about the long ball. I didn't see a whole lot of that from Maldonado. Maybe it's because he doesn't feel the need to. He doesn't have to. Um, but, man, I, they, like, Chiellini, everything has already been said about Chiellini. We all yeah. know he was a world-class player for a long time before he got to LAFC and he's on his last legs now, but his ability to bend a pass in from center back into the path of a left winger out like in between the left winger and the, and the opposing right back is just incredible. Like, and again, we've been seeing, we've seen him do this for years and years and years now, but every time I see it, I'm still just like, man, (laughs) It's threaded so perfectly. Um, it's it's just fun to watch for, yeah, for he me. Missed I, one, I, he missed one earlier today on a switch. 
Alta Buanga mm. was just a little undercooked, and you're almost surprised. You're you're almost shocked when he doesn't hit the the perfect pass at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because he's been it's just, it really just has been that good. That's the and exception so, to the rules when he hits it poorly. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, obviously, like I said, now tonight, right? You're it. It does seem like you're gonna get. I forgot Keelini went ninety today, right? So that yeah. likely means that you're looking yeah. at long Mario on Tuesday and then some combination of probably Keelini and Mario on yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Um and I, I'm I'm happy I'm okay with that because again you do want Mario coming back and tracking back and yeah that's a that's play. a really strong partnership and you know if Mario's the one there who's shutting down Chicharito in the box. Yeah. Perfect. Like he's the one man marking Chicharito and Keelini's blocking off service and whatever else is in the box. Like that's a great pairing. Yeah. It's a great pairing. And who knows what they're even going to have available to them after this debacle of game uh, that they had today. Not so. Caceres. Yeah. Or or Costa got a red too, apparently. They had they had two reds in that game? Yeah. At the end of the game, apparently. I mean, not like... You're talking about Douglas Costa, right? I believe so. Okay. Not that he was ever going to do anything, but... Dang. Yeah. I mean, the one guy that I was actually afraid... Of, I mean, obviously, Pooch is... Is a good, you know, is a great talent. But in over the last couple of years, it was Kevin, I'm not, not Cabral, Grandseer. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's been the one that's always effective like a, against LAFC. Yeah, yeah two, two reds. Oof. Was the final score 2 0 or was it 3? 3 0. Houston got another one after I started. But in the, in the, at the, in the 95th minute, it looks like Herrera and Duck and Costa both picked up reds. <laughs> That stinks for Houston because they, you know, Herrera's been on it playing really yeah, well for them. Yeah. yeah. But all right. Well, yeah. enough about them. We got it. We still got to recap Austin and we still got to get through Vancouver before we play Galaxy, but it's on everybody's calendars for sure. Um, other things tonight. So we talked about Maldonado and, and Chiellini. That's a great partnership. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the one that you want to go with a lot during league play this year as you go through all these. I mean, I, I'd be fine starting those two in CCL as well. Um, you're probably going for somebody a little more athletic than, at this point than Chiellini, although we all know my feelings. Like If it were up to me, it would just be Chiellini and Murillo for basically everything. But I think Maldonado is showing that he can be a strong presence as well and can probably sit long down, um, which is what we've talked about, right? If long is your third or fourth option, especially your fourth, then that's a great, that's a great spot to be. Um, Palencia, I thought, played a, a great game. I, I felt like he started a bit slow, came on later, and what, I think once Vela came on is when he really started. Yeah. I think Vela really likes him, and he'll like Vela's happy to sit and let him overlap, and just you'll see them just possess around everybody. They're they're a fun combo to watch. He's doing. I mean, like you know how earlier in the season we were talking about how. Hollingshead and Vela were just combining so well. Yeah. I mean, again, I think this this version of Carlos Vela that's not really By trying design, to out-dribble yeah. anyone, I think is a lot more fun for these fullbacks to play with because, yeah. again, he, they, he allows them to bomb forward when he just can kind of cut in. And you know that, and as a fullback, you also know that he's likely not going to get dispossessed and force mm-hmm. you to have the cut, start running back the other way in a, whole, in, you know, in a hot minute. So, well, I mean, it, so you're talking about cutting in right in the full the opposing fullback. You know he's not going to run by you, yeah. But 
you also know that you, you got to take away his left. You have to take away the inside to protect from the shot, right? So that just opens up more space for that right back to go into, which makes them even more effective. Um, so having that credible threat of a left foot from Vela is just freeing up Palencia and, and Hollingshead to do their thing. Yeah. And the thing, the thing I appreciate about Palencia is that, yeah, he may start slow in terms of his, especially offensively, but his defense never stops. Like that no, man is no. buzzing. Um, yeah, and when he wins a ball, it like he keeps it. There's it's it's very Spanish. It's very mm-hmm. Spanish. Like he'll nick a ball off of somebody, and it's always like he's always so aware of an open teammate somewhere where he can send an immediate pass to relieve that immediate counter pressing pressure, and then we're back into possession. It's yeah, because there's it's good. there's a couple of times where Derusi was having to float out to that mm-hmm. to that our right his left. And Palencia would take the ball off him, and then, you know, I would think that it would get it was just stuck at someone's feet. But the next thing you know, Palencia's back up, dribbling the other direction, and I'm like, oh man. Yeah. No, I think I think at the beginning of the game, Austin was doing a fair job of that, where they were kind of in a back three a lot with Triusi, and I can't remember who else was on the other side. It may have been Rigoni. They're kind of setting up as like wing backs almost, um, like well ahead of our fullbacks. Uh, to find some space, get on the ball, and then play make from there. And then in the second half, like you're saying, like Dreusi uh, was still out there, but just no space to operate because Balenci was all over him. So yeah. great game from him. Uh, Costa was at the six. I felt like the midfield was really disjointed tonight and could never really get going. I think one, you're missing Ilie as like more of a regista. Kellen Acosta is just a destroyer when he plays that position, really. Um, I think he's Acosta continues to impress me. I, I still think it's a major upgrade over Mark Anthony K. Um, what impresses me most is his ability to wriggle out of pressure, um, even if there's two guys. And then again, his two foot his two footed ability, I think, is something so unique in MLS. It's not unique elsewhere, but like in MLS, everybody's one footed. Everybody's very one footed. And Vela's that one footed. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and at this point he just leans into it, right? Everything's just, uh, everything's like tres dedos, right? It's always outside of the boot. If he's got to go the other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just, uh, it's something I, it is a unique ability for him to be able to cross shoot, send set pieces in with both feet, long range passing with both feet. Um, well, some of the one-touch of... stuff that you get is set up by that, right? Because it happens so right. quick. You yeah. don't have to take that extra touch to be able to, you know, um, to get the ball on the right foot. He, because he's able to just move it, just rotate the ball quickly, that's what's finding yeah, them a little yeah. bit more space. And especially when he's playing opposite of Tillman, who moves that fast as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, is, and is more than happy to just take one quick touch and then advance, one quick touch and advance. It, it again it's a nice compliment obviously like today it's a bit disjointed you know you yeah but at the same time austin was clogging up the middle of the clogging up the middle and giving mm-hmm. the wings up because of the way that they were setting up right they're just setting having this the way that they i mean they had nothing up the up the middle yeah right i think yeah. both teams seem to be content with just clogging up the middle and then trying to play from the outside in um but Deruzzi is so much less effective when he's not playing underneath, underneath like a, mm-hmm. a, a striker. Um, 
and LAFC just has a ton, you know, again, even even though they're not combining in the same way, those two, you know, our mid, the midfield is, you know, is going to get the ball out to the outside yeah. quickly and then give the wings room to run because there's a couple of times where, you know, you just get there was absorbing pressure and then all of a sudden Wanga's open in open space and is taking four, three or four dribbles before right. anyone's even near him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of it may have just been by design, knowing you had the rotation, knowing you don't have Ilya to conduct, just, 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 you know, set a, you know, set a, probably a lower line of confrontation, right? It's not nearly as high as, as it normally would have been. Yeah. Press I mean, they were basically bit. allowing Austin, you know, when they're out of the press, they were allowing Austin all the way to the halfway line. Yeah. And, and even, even in the press, they would allow that they would get it to the fullback. And when the fullback played it out wide, the press came from like a back press, right? Where the forward mm-hmm. is not dropping it and then trying to nick it off from behind. Um, which did seem to be pretty effective because now you're forcing Derusi to come back, you know, to midfield to pick up the ball. Like yeah. his, his the touches he was having to 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 take were so deep based on the positioning, um, you know, and what LAFC was doing with there. Not so more of a trap, right? Than a press today again. You know, again, it's it's less. So of that I, the, I, I wanted to bring that up because in the first half, I like when they would press, it wouldn't. They just couldn't land it, and I felt like they were pressing really narrow, kind of like you're saying. Like they'd send two forwards, and then the third wouldn't be there, and the midfield wouldn't have time to rotate out to the fullback or the winger who would be wide, and so it was just so easy. Like if that if those initial two didn't land on Stuver or Ring, whoever was back there, um, the ball would just go out wide. And in the second half, they moved. They were still using three, but those three would basically block lanes. Hmm. And then Sifu would jump the lane. Like he would jump and pressure the ball. So like using his, uh, his speed and pressing ability to run through those front three, almost in like a 4-2-4 pressing shape sometimes. And I felt like that it, Sifu did not have a good game at all. No, but that was like the one thing that he did tonight. Where, uh, and it, I mean, it's it's more credit to Chirundolo or whichever staffer came up with the idea to send him through our front line to add addition, to like be the actual pressure man, so the forwards could just then be cover, and the and the midfielders add balance behind them. So, um, I felt like that change, like you said moving from trying to trap him with two to just straight up pressuring him with one guy and covering behind him was really effective in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah. It, it just came together. I mean, I think from top to bottom, like I said, it's a team that I think last year we could have easily called them slow starts, right? Those yeah. first like 10 games of the season, it really just felt like they were kind of trying to feel, feel themselves out and kind of see what, what they were going to do. Now it feels like an intentional slog mm-hmm. because you know that you know that teams are going to come in swinging, especially in Austin. Yeah, right. And so you let them, let them. You know, you you pull, pull the old rope a dope, right? Let let yeah. them tire let themselves them tire out. out. I like it. Yeah. And then in the second yeah. half, you just crush them with your depth, and mm-hmm. they have a ton of it. Right. The yeah. only team that can that's seemingly been able to withstand it was Seattle. Mm-hmm. And you're having to play on their weird turf, yeah. You know, yeah. So again, you know, it's 
it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a weird situation because they're not competing in multiple competitions in the same way that LAFC is without CCL. They will have the advantage for some, you know, probably the seating. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you win CCL, you're probably okay with it. Yeah. I, I mean, at, at this point, it's you, you push hard for CCL, try and at least make the final there, try and win it. Um, and then after that, it's just make the make the playoffs in good form, and you'll be fine. Oh, uh, and then League's Cup in the middle of the season, which gives you a second break. Uh the Cash Grab Cup. Yep. Yeah. Um, other people. So we talked about Sifu not having a good game. Again, I think I think his his effectiveness in the press is mostly like that's credited mo- should be credited mostly to to Chirundolo for fixing that issue. Um. I felt like he took too many touches every time he was on the ball. This is like a thing that when you coach youth players, you see them do a lot. They'll see an open teammate and dribble towards that teammate and then release a pass. And it's like so difficult to get them to understand that if you dribble towards a teammate, the pressure follows you. And then when you dump that pass to that teammate, all you've done is brought pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and so by the time the ball arrives at that teammate, now pressure has arrived also. Uh, and so you're just handing off your problem to your teammate rather than using your teammate to solve your problem. Uh, and I felt like that is that was the biggest flaw in his game tonight is it's far too many touches, probably just because he hasn't played enough and he's not seeing the field as effectively as he used to. Um, I don't know if there's – and I don't know if there's a – I hesitate to say this, but if there's like a – a mental thing or an attitude thing going on with him not being transferred. Uh, he was rumored last summer, rumored again in, in January, and they held on to him. Um, I, I mean, I guess my my biggest fear is that they've done something to make him mad, and they're you know it's showing up in training, and now it's going to hurt his future, whatever future sale is in is is in store for him. Um, a lot of his passes weren't accurate at all. They're being intercepted. They're, uh, I just, man, I just felt like he was, especially in possession and playing with teammates, just really poor tonight. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem like the type to let some of those things get to him, but he's also a young guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so obviously you hope that he can find his form because, you know, if his head is in Europe, his body's keeping him here. Yeah. He keeps playing like that, and those those transfer offers are gone. Yeah. And so... As well as the potential young GP contract. That's mm-hmm. not happening. So that's one of those things where it's like you're you're playing yourself... If, you're, if his form doesn't pick up, he's going to play himself into a corner that obviously doesn't benefit LAFC, but at the same time doesn't really hurt you given... The rise of Timothy Tillman, and then now again you have Bogut's on the Bogut's way coming through. Yeah, you know. So for Sifu, you have to hope that he can find his form. And again, and there are going to be games to do it, right? Like Open Cup is going to come up, and some of these mm-hmm. different things where mm-hmm. you know he'll be able to get his and hopefully find his form. And it's a long season. Um, if he's depending on how much of it he's going to be around for, and you hope that he's. That's why I thought initially I was surprised at Tillman was getting as much minutes as he was early 
because yeah. I you would you would think that you would want to put Sifantes in, in you know in the shop mirror shop window, but at the same time, Dolo has also you know historically has basically you know just put the, his his best guys on the field you know what's it called um, minutes restrictions notwithstanding. Yeah, so. yeah. Man, I I don't want to see him leave yet because I think this team can can go far. And even, you know, Sifu at three quarters of what he was a couple, you know, in the past few years is going to be better than most midfielders in MLS. Um, so I would still prefer that you hold on to him until next year. You finish out this year, make another push for trophies, and then reload again. But... But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Duenas came in and played again. Uh, I think he had probably twenty minutes tonight. Was played in on goal from Carlos Vela, which for uh, Mexican Youth International has to be like one of the craziest. I just can't imagine. I think Duenas is only is he only seventeen still? I think he's a little bit older now. Let's see. I don't know. I don't. But he was know. Like even the if he's eighteen, signing. but he's eighteen. He's eighteen. Um, so I mean, even even then, an eighteen-year-old being played in by this it, it, a Mexican legend, right? And Carlos Vela, I I just man, I can't imagine like being on the field with Clint Dempsey and him playing me a ball in, and then me going with the toe poke finish and having it saved. Uh, just man. If he if he just had, I mean, this is where I think you see like this is a former defender, right? But he he looks good. He mm-hmm. looks good playing in the midfield. Um, keeps the ball moving, playing at the right speed for this team. Uh, but that's all you really like he, need and all you really want, right? From you know yeah. the expectation is, you know you, you know, and again, Seattle's always been the model in that sense, right? In terms of having homegrown. Guys come and make an, an effect. Look at the their center back, Jackson Reagan, right? Like mm-hmm. steps in and you know and takes Ariaga's job, right? Yeah. And so, or or last year was um, the young kid that came in when Jao Paulo got hurt, and you know he came in and and kept them. Kept oh them yeah, Vargas. Yeah. Until you know, until you know, I mean, all the way through CCL, right? Mm-hmm. Like he came in at a big moment, and so. Again, the ask isn't even that great from Duenas. It's more, you know, be effective as a guy who can clean up and make and you know make good decisions. And he did exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, when I when I'm looking at a youth player like that, I'm mostly looking for what I said. Like, are you just playing at the? Are you operating at the right speed? Like, are you slowing things down when you get the ball? Are you still capable of executing or? Do you feel so pressured because you're not used to the speed that you're just turning it over constantly? No. And he came but, out and he just kept dealing the ball. Like, take it, pass it, take it, pass it. Like the old uh, Barcelona documentary, I take the ball, pass the ball. And he just kept moving it along. Uh, so I think I think there's promise there. And again, for somebody who used to play as a defender and now is being used as an attacking midfielder, like it's, it's fun to watch. It's it's cool to see one of the academy kids come through and uh, 
I think you'll probably be a, a fairly consistent sub. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. But uh, cool moment, um, man. I, I when he got played through, I was like, oh, he's gonna score. This is it. Um, but we'll have to wait for another one. Sometime. Felt like he got caught in, caught in between trying to chip him, and then ended up with the toe, the toe poke straight at him. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the toe poke finish. A lot of coaches will try and coach that out of people. Uh, I initially coach it out of people because that's like people's first instinct. Kids like first instinct is just to kick it with their toe, but then eventually, you, uh, it's like such a quick release shot that you can surprise a lot of goalkeepers with mm. it, right? Where you don't need a big swing to generate power. You can just, it comes out of nowhere um, and you're able to finish quickly. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was thinking chip or whatever, but man, we'll get there. We'll refine yeah. that finishing over time. Um, I don't really think there's anything else to go. I, Jakubowicz played, looked fine. Uh, a couple of nervy moments where, I, I think he and Kalini had a had a collision. That's probably gonna iron itself out. I am curious to see if like uh, McCarthy picked up a knock in Vancouver while we were there. I don't I don't remember if he got hurt at all, but or if this is just like, hey, this is a good time to just a just a ro- give pure rotation. Yeah. yeah, and I think the most notable thing that happened with for Yakupovich was in the post game presser noted that he like based on his experience having been in Europe for as long as he has, he's like this LAFC team can compete with a bunch of those teams in Europe. Like, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean All he right. did his fair amount of losing considering he was the backup keeper at Everton, so <laughs> he would know. You had so, to go there, didn't you? Yeah, I mean you, not that I care. Up, I want I want to see Everton relegated just I cause I, I just love the chaos. Um I just oh, want to if see you're the, an, if you're, that if look you on are, Jordan Pickford's face. Yeah. Oh, can we, if he gets relegated, can we like force him to get a new haircut? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know like how much Peaky Blinders that guy is watching, but it's too much. The same um, as, um, as Stipe Buke. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are an Evertonian and a counterpress listener, let me know. I don't. I don't know that anybody's ever tweeted us about Everton, but, uh, and I, I want to see your club relegated just because. Again, hashtag chaos. All right. Uh, anything else to get to tonight, Josh? Before we do some questions, I don't think we have very many tonight. Actually, probably because you tweeted in French from the handle. He, he Dennis <laughs> broke me, man. I, that's nothing <laughs> I could do. Oh man. First one, Mike Oxthick. If Vela can keep, can step up his game and we hit on our third DP, we can definitely go back to back. Josh. Yeah, I mean, the fa- the fact that this that, that this team is already as good as it is and still has an opportunity to bring in more talent is absurd. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, there's a you know. Twelman keeps alluding to a big, a big signing in the summer at number nine. Uh, I'm still a little bit skeptical on what you can bring in. It has to be a Gareth Bale type deal, right? Because it can't be a huge DP. Because um, all you got is young DPs left. Uh, 
So I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. The it's a U twenty two or U twenty three, right? The DP. I think it has to be a U twenty two DP. No, it's U twenty two initiative, but U under twenty three. U twenty three DP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever, whatever it is, but it's got to you. You know, you can't go out. You can't go out and sign Bobby Firmino as a DP. He's gist of it, right? Firmino, if he if he were to come, would have to be the half season Tam deal with a promise of a future DP contract. You can get like like what's the guy that's at Juve, uh, Dusan Vlahovic. Mm. He was like killing it for like Frankfurt or won some random team in the Bundesliga and then moved to. What was it Fiorentina? He had like forty four goals there. You mm. twenty three. Not exactly sure. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna be some random, random person coming from the Bundesliga or Italy. Could be. I mean, their ability to find seemingly random players who are going to be uber effective in MLS and Danny Boanga, for example, Thomas is, Mueller on a Tam deal. I mean, I remember we had. I think it was Sam, Sam Lehman. I think. That's who it was on the show probably two years ago or so. And that's who he was saying, this This is who they should go get, Thomas Mueller. I mean, obviously, everybody would love it. But uh, I remember him calling his shot back then uh, and asking for that. And I thought, that'd be great. I mean, if, you, if that's the guy, you want to have that uh, kind of formless front three and you go get the roundoiter to interpret all that space. I can't think of a better fit, to be honest. Um, um, Aaron Kovar is the answer. Mm, mm. Who famously read a lot of books while at LAFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There are some random players that have come through this team, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll probably own part of the team at some point in his career, given that I heard like, he's like a finance guy. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he retired straight from LAFC, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Played that like one year, you know. And it's funny because I've heard that story from a lot of athletes, and it's like, did my thing, got got that opportunity, saw the field here and there, mm-hmm. and then now it's time to go make some real money. <laughs> because unfortunately, you can't make real money in MLS. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, I mean, especially if you're a fringe guy, though, right? If you're, you're the 25th guy on the roster, you know, the supplemental guy, whatever it may be. You know, what what really is your upside? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know, if you know that the pathway's not there, hey, you at least least have that claim to fame and then call it a day. Right, right. All right, next one, Tom Camilleri. Dennis the Menace. Also, is this the second time in six months I have walked out of the stadium saying things like, Austin should have put Driussi in the game. Can you speak to how LAFC lost so many players but somehow managed to upgrade with Tillman, Palencia, Maldonado, etc.? Josh? It, it's really just making sure that you have that balance. right? I mean, I mean obviously, LA is going, to, is going to have a draw to bring in talent that you don't have in any other place, right? You're not going to get, you know, or I guess technically Ronaldo almost ended up in K- SKC. But, you know, if you're 
the middle somewhere in the middle of the country. It's gonna be a lot harder to bring in, you know, one some of these guys on you know to take favorable team deals, right? The mm-hmm. way that the way that LAFC is going to be able to, but also winning helps a lot, right? Yeah. And having a coach that that also isn't infantilizing your your entire roster, you know, and 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 being overly them, you know, again from all intents and purposes. It seems like Trendolo is is a, somewhat of a more of a player's coach, especially than Bob. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, look at his presser today. It was Dennis is amazing, but if he adds this aspect, he's he's the MVP, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it you know give him it's it's a very it's a good understanding of knowing how much to give while still leaving him hungry, right? You know, and I think they've just kind of hit a sweet spot there, and when when you do that. Even, you know, I think the the way to win in Major League Soccer is not always to hit with your DPS. It's to hit with roster spots. Say Seattle way five through fifteen. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, or five through twenty. Really, to be maximize fair, maximize the guys around your DPS. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, again, I think now JT has that formula for knowing how to put a good team around those DPs and to make sure that the 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 floor for the again 20, 2019 is an example of having extremely high ceiling for our DPs mm-hmm. with an extremely low floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have we still maintain that high ceiling for the DPs yet at the same time the floor is significantly raised, you know, based on some of the moves that they've brought in. And again, I think it's profile it's having a continuity of approach, right? I think that the tough thing you see with some of these expansion teams is that they change the style of play every other day mm-hmm. versus with LAFC, you've, you've basically had a front office that says, this is how we're going to play. And then they've looked for coaches to fit that mold. Yeah. You know, as, and, you know, as opposed to the other way around where you're letting the coach come in, come in and determine all those different things. Right, so you don't have, you know, the same issues that Spurs have with Conte, you know, had with Conte or Mourinho going to a bunch of these jobs where he they they want that dictatorial like control, you know, and I think that's why JT goes and hires Trundle, and that you know likely because he he has he's he's qualified, yet at the same time has that demeanor has the street credibility yeah. to be able to yeah. speak to these guys on a different level. And a lot of times that's what matters more. Yeah. Culture fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, this is kind of an absurd example because it's like apples and oranges in terms of comparison. But I mean, look at Chelsea right now, right? Just a death spiral of coaches from mm-hmm. kind of one extreme to the other in terms of personality from Lampard to Tuchel, then Potter now we're back to Lampard again. Um, and what they probably just need is some time to grow. And probably a less chaotic owner. But somebody's got to write the checks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, let's see. I think we have one more here from Culver City Al. How good is Tillman? And what did you think of the four two three one? Uh, Tillman is good. Tillman is good. I think this speaks to the last question, Josh. Where 
LAFC's ability to find somebody in a second division somewhere. Sergio Palencia is another another good example of this and be able to make sure that they're going to be good. I think this is I think Galaxy have that same idea, but they keep missing on a lot of these guys, like Kevin Cabral, for example, um, where they're signing these guys more in speculation. But when you look at who LAFC are signing from these other divisions, it's Boanga, it's Palencia, it's Tillman, guys with like more history of doing this. Tillman's still pretty young. I think Tillman might be 24. Yeah, something like that. But you know, but at the same time, when they bring those guys in, it's it's to fit your to fit what they do. Right? Yeah. That's why it seems so seamless. Yet, you know, across the you know, on the other side of the freeway, does anyone know how they want to play? Right? Like yeah. Yeah. for at one point they're in a four two three run with you know, with a with a pure ten who's gonna distribute and do these different things. You know, yeah. and then but then your two best players are two strikers that don't know how to play together or don't mm-hmm. complement each other. Mm-hmm. So it just gets really weird because, you know, like you would think they could play easily play a four, four, two diamond with, with Pujan, you know, at the 10 and you put Jovlik and, and Chicharito up top, but maybe it's a defensive thing. Maybe it's something, but they, they've yet to be able to put it all together. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean I they're know. they're just they're lost, and so yeah, I think I think again, kind of goes with both questions here. Is LFC know what they're looking for, and so if they find a guy that has a history of doing that thing in Europe, then they can grab him. It doesn't. What what we're seeing is that you don't have to be in the Premier League to be especially effective in MLS, which should surprise nobody. It should offend nobody. Uh, on whether or not it's a four two three one. Um, I get that Tillman's coming back as part of a double pivot sometimes if Acosta's covered up. I, I don't know that that's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, Sifu's not sitting as a 10. They're not playing through Sifu. Uh, when they're defending, it's a flat 4-3-3. So um, I get it, 4-3-3 with a double pivot, but I, I don't know. I I I can't rate it as a four, two, three. I can't rate how the four, two, three, one worked if I don't see it that way. So yeah. Josh. Yeah. Again, formations are largely starting, starting points. points. Right. Yeah. And this team is all over the place. So in terms of how they end up setting up, but what I do know is that, you know, I said they're, they do play with it, that double, that double pivot when they're when they're dropping back, right? And then that's it. That may just more be in defense, and then they kind of spring that one, that one midfielder forward. But again, how they, how they set that up, you know, again, it's open to interpretation there. What I will say is that I enjoy watching Timothy Tillman work off of the ball uh, to get open in ways that Latif Blessing and Mark Anthony K never did. <laughs> so. Uh, if that makes it a four-two-three-one, fine. Again, I, I I quibble about the start of the the positions of the wingers and uh, and the striker in that in that setup as well. But again, it doesn't matter. Like you said, they're just starting points. Uh, Josh, anything else for tonight? Um, I'm gonna enjoy this one. We got a quick turnaround game on Tuesday. Um, again, hopefully they'll continue to rotate and continue to rest, and then obviously. You head into that circus circus show that is Carson on Sunday. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how many of these, how much of the protest holds when you have the big, you know, when you have an El Trafico coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, or how many of their season ticket holders are going to end up selling their tickets to LAFC fans in protest. So that's that's my recommendation for. It'll be all interesting Galaxy to watch. Fans. It'll be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm sure there'll be stuff on online about don't sell your tickets, just don't go type of thing. But, you know, those tickets are going to be at a premium, so it'll be hard to pass up. Mm-hmm. I know if I was going to be able to sell my, my season tickets for four or 500 a pop, I'd probably do it. But like you said, we'll see how committed they are. Mm-hmm. All right, you can follow the show at CounterPress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh? LAC Josh on Twitter. All right, we'll talk to you all after the second leg against Vancouver. Good night. Good night.